I was brought up as a Muslim, and uh, we were told that Islam is the final and the most uh, uh, authoritative religion out there. And we were really, really proud of being a Muslim. So from a young age, I remember we were told to, and we thought to re read the Quran. We were told that uh, we were supposed to rehearse, uh, rehearse it and uh, we were supposed to memorize the verses. So from a young age, uh, we were all exposed to a, uh, a, a community and a society that was predominantly Islamic. And we learned about the laws, the sharia, the rules, the do's and the don'ts. And it became second nature for us to just basically follow it. Uh, so whenever we were dealing with people who are non-Muslim, we were always told, and the society was, always had this notion that we have to look down upon them, because they are not exactly perfect, because they do not have what we have. And of course, as, as a good Muslim, we're supposed to basically uh, tell them that they should convert from their belief into Islam and come into the brotherhood of Islam. Uh, but again, that was, that was uh, what we were brought up with, that it is a final authority. Allah was a very vengeful God that we all had to fear Allah and if we did not obey Allah and Allah's many rules then we were surely to be struck down either by men or by God himself and we always had the fear of, of afterlife that if we did not obey Allah and Allah's rules and the Prophet's rules then for sure we'll end up in hell I remember my early teen years, uh, I was introduced to different cultures because of traveling. And uh, we came across uh, different religions, uh, predominantly Christians and also uh, Jews. And I started uh, being curious because I was always told that they're forbidden. It's like the forbidden apple, the forbidden fruit of a tree that you're not supposed to touch. Um, and that's a major sin. But I was very, very much um, uh, encouraged in a way, like deep inside there was a voice there was a notion that, that told me that there is something that is special about these people that is contradictory to the belief that I, was, I had and I was told to have. Uh, these people were curiously loving. And it was really amazing because um, a true Christian, uh, somebody who truly believed in their faith, uh, they were practically blameless. And their God was blameless. And their belief was blameless. That was interesting to me. Uh, there was something about this Jesus that made me very curious. He talked about love. Uh, and he said, if somebody does you wrong, love them. Now that is totally in contradiction to what I was told and to the religion that I was brought up with and I believed in with every fiber of my being. Because what I was told is if somebody is not of your nature, of your mind, of your belief, then they're infidels. But here comes uh, Christ and says, you know what, you have to love your enemies. And that is the message that, uh, that was just such a warm message to my heart that I wanted to embrace it, but I had to fear. Because it was very difficult to go against what you have believed in for many years and, and, and the roots and the culture that is so deeply woven in, in, in your belief. So it was extremely difficult for me to leave what I had and grasp this new ideology. Uh, one night my, uh, my mother had a dream and the dream was about Christ. Now, mind you, let me take you back uh, that the marriage that my parents had was not a good marriage. The love and passion was not there anymore. So there was a constant struggle between my mom and dad and that was something that I, I remember we used to run away from. So 
Years after, my mom had a dream, and the dream was about Christ calling her to come to her. Now, my mom had never ever gone to a church.、Uh, it was just amazing.、Uh, so, without getting involved into her in her dream,、um, my mom gave her heart to Christ. And、uh, in a matter of、uh, a few weeks, we started seeing a fundamental change in my mom in her actions and the way she would retaliate towards my father.、Um, before then, she would retaliate、um, with harshness,、uh, with、uh, unforgiveness. But then, after she started giving her heart to Christ, we started seeing a, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of love. It's as if she had, in, in depth of her soul, this this spring that kept on giving her, nourishing her in love and sacrifice.、Uh, my father came to me and said, "What is wrong with your mom? <laughs> is she okay? Maybe she has some kind of psychological problem." And、um, we were all shocked, but we realized that、uh, the nature of my mom had been transferred. Transformed from somebody who was unforgiving and bitter、uh, to somebody who's loving and、uh, and there was nothing but sacrificial love, and she had this thirst to read this、uh, this book called the Bible. So after a while, about six months of struggling with this whole thing and denying it for myself,、um, I basically bowed down and I said, God, I don't know you, I don't know、uh, Jesus and His teachings, I don't know this Yahovah, but we not this is not the same at all. There is nothing that uh, that um, these two beliefs share with each other, and、um, I'm confused, and I don't know what to choose. But God, I cannot deny the changes that I see in front of my own eyes in my own house with my mom and my dad. Although I'm afraid, I'm very afraid to grasp you, Jesus. But I want the same thing that my mom has, and if it's Jesus, then I want it. And from that moment on, my life started changing. It was that simple. There was a lot of fear—fear fear of not being accepted, fear of going against the norm, the standard. But when you actually see your own household changes, things you just cannot deny with your own mom, with your own parents. It's not somebody else from outside coming and and trying to brainwash you. It's not somebody trying to evangelize you and force you to accept their religion and their belief. It's a genuine thing. It's it's for real in your own household, and there's no way to deny it. That's something that I wanted, and that's something that changed my family and my life. But what do I mean when it changed my when I say changed my my life?、Um, although I was I was a Muslim and I knew better what the laws are, but just like many 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 other Muslims, I did not follow it. I only applied it to me when it served my purpose. What do I mean? I I, I don't mean with any disrespect to any other Muslim, but at least for me. I know that I used to do my clubbing as a young、uh, as a young man. I used to、uh, be involved in a relationship, have a girlfriend. I used to drink alcohol, and these are all things that、um, that although Islam says is a no-no, but majority of the Muslims don't even、uh, follow that.、Uh, I know many many Muslims from many many different cultures that、um, had girlfriends and and、uh, drank together and went clubbing. But at the same time, when it was time to fast, we will also fast. So it seemed to be a convenient thing for us to just go into whenever we wanted to.、Um, so I was not involved in any anything bad, really.、Um, thank God I was never involved in any drugs or anything like that. But、um, I knew that certain fundamental things in my life started changing, such as the view that I had about women,、uh, that、um, they were not just an object anymore,、uh, that I had to wait and I had to save myself. For the one that God had for me, so I immediately、uh, changed my lifestyle 
I stopped going clubbing. I stopped, ha stopped hanging out with my friends. Uh, I decided to, uh, I decided to basically cleanse my life and uh, not to contradict, contradict myself. I just did not want to live a certain lifestyle and then whenever it was convenient for me to tap into my religious cloak and say, no, I'm a religious man. I needed to be genuine. And I remember reading the, the Bible and Jesus talked about the Pharisees and said, these guys are religious people who are so pretentious. They pretend to be something else, but there's something else in, in nature. And I realized that religion, religion altogether, makes us be pretentious people. It serves our purpose. But what Jesus was talking about was not being pretentious, was what was being genuine. So it changed my lifestyle. I, my values changed. I, uh, I stopped those relationships. I, I uh, stopped even lying. Because we, we, we know that sometimes even small white lies, we call them, could, uh, could help. Even the small little things I decided to, to put aside. Um, and those, those are the things that slowly but surely started giving me a new identity, a new meaning, a new goal. It fulfilled me. When we talk about uh, understanding uh, different religions other than Islam, it becomes a very difficult choice for many Muslims. So a message that I have for my, for my beloved Muslim uh, friends and family and, and those who are watching this program is this, that when we hear about different religions, especially Christianity, all of a sudden the walls of doubt go up. We need to differentiate and see, are we afraid of the notion of Christianity because we were told to be afraid? Or are we afraid because we truly don't understand it? I, I just would like to encourage them to pick up the Bible and read it. Be objective. By reading it, see if it's something that you truly understand and if it's, if it's not something that you don't believe in then that is fine, at least you have made an educated decision but for us to make a decision based on what we were told or based on fear or based on the standards that was forced upon us it allows us to not be free people and it allows us to be in bondage of our own thoughts and ideology and when we are in bondage and prisoners to our own thoughts, then at that time we become prisoners to other cultures and other people and we never see ourselves as free people. When I found Christ, I realized that all those doubts, all those fears, all those angers, that was a heart issue. Jesus looks at our heart and He says, I want your heart. And in a heart that is dedicated to God, there cannot be any fear, there cannot be any anger, there cannot be any hatred. Because if Christ accepted me just the way I was, somebody who was a wretched man, somebody who did not like others and stuck to his own belief, if he accepted me with such an open arm, then how much more do I need to accept others? It is not a matter of politics, it's not a matter of uh, religious differences, it's a matter of heart. I used to, to pray five times a day and to read the Quran 
um, I, I bought all kinds of books about the Quran and I was trying just to to understand it and we all went sometimes to the mosque and uh, we fasted Ramadan and um, we used to sit and read the Quran together so this, I was the first who started being serious about this religion and all my cousins and my sisters and my brother just followed after. And we became quite religious family. I used to pray and pray and even talk personally to God, which is a new tradition in the Islamic religion, is that you can talk to God, why not? not just pray five times a day. I started talking to God and just expressing my feelings and I was worried that especially that I used to think if I'm going to paradise or to hell and this idea made me feel much much bitter because I didn't have the assurance that I'm going to heaven because nothing in the Quran gave me this thing so there was this uncertainty when it comes to hell or heaven. And I used to have a dream about the day of judgment and things didn't go well for me, even though I used to just to try to be a good person, but I felt no, there is something missing in the picture and I couldn't figure out what is missing. At a certain point, things really went very, very bad. Um, I could see evil spirits, so I was really tormented and I couldn't feel peace. I read more the Quran, it didn't work um, until um, I met a Christian uh, friend who uh, told me about her story and her story was a little bit like my story. She used to have a lot of problems, she was not Muslim, but she had her story looks like my story a little bit. And she gave me the Bible and I started reading the Bible and she prayed for me and actually I, I, I couldn't understand the Bible because I, when I started reading it the first time I was not really involved. I, for me, yes, it's the Bible, and I, I read it just to improve my English. It was not, and there is something else, is that I, I've never doubted that the Quran was the word of God, and this, is, this was one major obstacle. Until I, I read the Bible, and I had people just explaining to me certain basic things, and then when I started praying with her, I felt that things became really great. It was a tremendous change. I could feel God, I could feel there is someone listening to me, not like when I was into the Quran, I couldn't feel this presence. So, and then one day I said, okay, this is what I am looking for. Especially that the thing that I couldn't understand before is that or I didn't know is that Jesus died for everybody's sins. So when, when I heard that Jesus died for my sins, it was like something fantastic for me. I've never heard about that. Even my own parents wouldn't die for me. So it was a sacrifice which really um, just made my, my heart uh, smell. So, and then, um, 
of course I, I was I, I didn't look backward I didn't look at the Quran I was just immersed in reading the Bible and I didn't think about my, my background because I found already what I was looking for I thought that Jesus belongs only to Americans and to Canadians and but and then when I heard about that it was just I said oh this is great I mean he just promised that I'm going to go to heaven once I accept him as a savior I was a little bit confused but uh, actually it didn't last for for a long time because I found my way and um, then I discovered that now the Bible is is the truth and the two are so different one of them should be true and one should not be the true thing so here I had just to, to choose but then I, I discovered that the Bible is the true word of God I, I, I didn't have any doubt that the Bible is the true thing so I started going to the church and up to the third or fourth time once I was at the church and the pastor was talking about Jesus as being humble and gentle and he can he carries uh, our burdens and then I don't know how after the, the sermon finished I went and just I bound down and I prayed and then the pastor and came and prayed for me and he prayed that God would direct me and guide me to the right path and at that time I accepted Jesus and it was just a very beautiful experience and it's um, I can never forget that the joy I felt when I accepted Jesus was something that I cannot describe because it is beyond any human imagination Jesus really changed my life. I, I used to be lost and I used to seek help from people and going to the, these uh, witch doctors who just take money and promise things that would never happen. And But now I feel that I am free. If I have a problem, if I have a burden, I just pray and talk to Jesus and he will give me peace about that. So. And the most important thing is that even if I die today, I know that I'm going to heaven. Because for me, going to hell for the eternal life is just an idea that ruined my life. And I don't think that anybody wants to go to hell. Already the idea of uncertainty is not a good one. So now I feel peace because I know if I die tonight, today, I can go to heaven without any problem because there is someone who paid the price and he and I, I can just live with him forever and um, I, I don't really now um, give a lot of importance to to this world yeah I work I do my best and I, I live this life but the things that I used to see as very very important are not really important anymore so it's kind of having peace again because if we love this world we won't have peace because we won't have enough this joy and this peace and this just a new life and 
the assurance that there is you are not by yourself there is someone who is helping you and Jesus is here even in times of trouble so my view of life just changed I used to be bothered by my problems and but then even when I have a problem I, I don't really worry I know that there is someone just with me and he's going to solve this problem and of course um, as I was reading the Bible I, I found a lot a lot of good things and I found that really the words are very deep and they are real and they are not empty words so it's I had this deep uh, confidence that this is from God and, and just to think that God is love is another thing that as a Muslim I didn't know as a Muslim for me God was very severe he's all the time angry he's even if you do whatever you can he's not going to be satisfied but God in the Bible is very merciful even if you are not even if you sin he, he, he is ready to forgive you and just to to sustain you and so this is how I view God and this is how I feel God looks like. Jesus saved me from not only from spiritual death but also from witchcraft which is really very very uh, harmful and um, he just he's, he gives me peace his grace is upon me all the time he watches over me so and there is only there is only way to the truth is Jesus and for everybody who has a problem or who has doubts about um, where we are going another day uh, it's really important to consider that Jesus is the light and he is the only way and there is no other way of having an eternal life except Jesus The thing that I want to share with my Muslim friends is that there is no peace apart from Jesus. Um, we, we seek God because we seek peace and we want to have eternal life and to go to heaven. But Jesus is the only way. Many people try just to be perfect and to do good things, but really it doesn't work. We should read the Bible and everybody should read the Bible and then make a choice not to regret later on that we missed an opportunity. So it's really very, very important that you just read it and then you have a clear conscience about it. So just pretending or saying the Bible is not the true thing or it has been changed, this is I think this is just a prejudice. We should look and analyze things and examine and then take decisions. Nobody can understand um, how Jesus changed somebody's life until he experiences the, the spiritual thing because really the, there is a big difference between not being a believer and being a believer in Jesus because he gives peace, he, he gives everything we need.
came from a Muslim background. Both my parents are Muslim. Um, all I knew was uh, about the religion of Islam. I've never been to a church when I was younger. I was only exposed to um, uh, Islamic uh, rules and, and religion and what it was like to be one, which was inherently um, very cultural as well. Um, my parents are both Turkish. And growing up is when you were raised not only as a Turk but inherently as a Muslim as well. I believed that there was only one God, Allah, and through Him, um, basically you got to you got to heaven depending on the way you lived your life. And it was, uh, I guess, graded on a on a scale on how much good you did in this life that would determine whether you got to heaven or not. That was my belief then. Um, when I was 15 years old, I moved to Cyprus to stay with my grandparents, my dad's parents. And by this time, my parents had divorced and my dad had been remarried. And his wife had um, had a huge influence over my dad and she pretty much destroyed any communication we've ever had with my father and that had resulted in him abandoning us and rejecting us. Uh, my mother was very neglectful to us as well so we grew up a lot on our own and um, growing up with a pain of pretty much left being orphaned and uh, as a result we were um, stuck in her grandparents house and my grandparents were very unsympathetic towards our situation um, during the time I was in Cyprus I've never stepped foot in my father's house and there was no one to really um, support us emotionally so um, you know we were uh, uh, really suffering my grandparents were very very strict and we were pretty much homebound a lot of the times. Uh, we were allowed no social life, so me and my brother studied a lot. I actually was very opposed to uh, Christianity. I was very sympathetic towards Islam and especially um, towards Palestinians because what they're going through. And um, I know this may sound a little harsh, but I actually kind of felt a little, very much opposed and kind of hatred towards Christianity, and I felt it was just a hoax and a man-made religion, and it developed some resentment within me. In my own personal life, from the rejection that I went through, um, and the abandonment and the abuse um, um, from my parents, um, and the rejection from my grandparents, that led me um, to have suicidal tendencies. I, on a couple occasions, I took half a bottle of pills and tried to commit, my, commit suicide. And sometimes I'd even starve myself just to get attention. I mean, we were, me and my brothers were just hungry for some kind of attention, anything at all. I left Cyprus to go live with my mom and um, after about a year or so we had troubles and uh, she had sent me up with um, I guess one of her clients and had later kicked me out of the house. 
And at that time I had nowhere to live. And so I went to go live with this man. We dated for about seven months or so. He'd go to church a few times and he asked me to go with him. Um, so I went. And there um, I was uh, I was pretty much introduced to Christ. And before that I knew of Jesus. I didn't believe in him. Um, but that, I think, kind of initiated me to be introduced to, to the Bible and to the Lord Jesus. But at that time, when the pastor was preaching a sermon, I was not receptive to it because there was a lot of hurt in me. And so I rejected it for a while, but I came to a breaking point. I was clinically depressed, I was seeing a psychiatrist, I was alone and really I had no one to talk to. It was like trapped in this cage and um, depression is a terrible thing. My friend at the time had given me a Bible and it would just kind of sit there and collect dust. And so I came to a point where I gave the Bible the benefit of the doubt. I decided to pick it up and, and read it and I believe something just, I don't know, something just rose inside of me that m motivated me, that made me pick up the Bible and read it. And maybe it's something that, that I never knew then, you know? It's just, I picked it up and I read it. And I believe the first book I read was either Matthew or John. So I started reading it. I was alone in my apartment. I had found an apartment seven months um, after uh, living with the man I was dating. And in the book of Psalms, chapter 27, verse 10, it says, Your mother and father may forsake you, but I, the Lord, will receive you. And that really fits my life because um, that verse really, um, really spoke to me. And it was just a real, um, yeah, it just really spoke to me loudly. So I had sat there and decided to accept Jesus into my life. So I prayed and I accepted him in my life and um, the most amazing thing happened. I felt love for the first time as I knew it and um, I felt like a, a physical presence just embracing me. It felt like electricity and it felt like I was floating in air. That's, that's how I can describe it. Um, that's the best I could describe it. And I knew something supernatural happened. And I knew my prayer was answered. And from that point on, I wanted to seek out God more and more. I was essentially looking for hope, you know? When I was depressed and when I was so just battered up emotionally, um, I needed hope and I think that's what most people look for is hope. It's terrible to be hopeless, you know, you, you look for um, someone to help you, to, someone to save you from the pain that you're going through. When I accepted Jesus, he took away my pain, he took away my agony and the most amazing thing about Christ is it doesn't matter what you've gone through, I heard a lot of testimonies and taken from mine, no matter how painful of a life you go through, 
and I'm saying this out of my heart, He will save you and He will He will take you out of your pain and your agony. And His love is not only His love not only sustains you, it's not only sufficient, but it's overflowing because not only do you have so much love for yourself, but you could give it to others unconditionally, you know, and that no one else can do for you. No only God, you know. It's it's a gift. His love is free. And um, it's his grace that uh, that, um, that 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 saves you, that you know, that frees you from your bondage. And um, that's that's why I, I chose God. And he's been faithful all throughout my life. I mean, he's really been faithful. There were times where I fell. There were times where I slept and did my own thing. But I got right back up and I persevered um, because I I knew in the in the bottom of my heart that I can't I can't do it on my own. Um, God is such a part of my life. He's not only a part, but He is my life. You know, everything I do, I, I do it because of Him. There's a reason for everything I do. I'm not living my life because of what I've done, but because of what He's done through me. And without God, I probably don't want to think of where I would be right now. So, And God gets all the credit. It's His work. It's His grace. I don't want to brand it Christianity. I don't like to see Jesus as a religion, but as a, as a friend, as a lover of people. I mean, he came to um, establish a relationship with all of us, and he came to give us his love. And his love is so powerful that it saves us from all the pain that we go through. Now, my experience in Islam and as a Muslim, I, I never seen any of that. I seen rules and regulations, you stuck to them, that's just the way it was. But there was no no forgiveness. I mean, um, no savior that could take away your sins and that could forgive you, um, that gives you grace. I mean, when God says, um, I have forgiven you for your iniquities, for your sins, that means it's gone. Like the slate is wiped out, you know. And uh, in Islam, I have not experienced that we all need to be loved. Now, as a Muslim, I didn't feel that. And knowing Jesus and having accepted Him in my heart, He gives us love unconditionally and forgiveness, and that's, that's what we need, really. We don't need to stick to these obscure rules and regulations. It doesn't fix us, if you like. What cures us is God's love. When you accept Jesus' love, he tells us to come as we are. Um, we don't have to follow these certain rules before we come to Him. He will accept us. You know, He wants us to accept Him, and He wants us to accept His love. You don't have to fear Him, um, because God's perfect love casts out all fear. He will care for you, and He will love you, because He knows your problems better than you know them yourself, and He knows you better than you know yourself. Um, he knows your thoughts before you think them. Um, he knows the things you will do before you even pursue them. 
So God's love is fearless, it's perfect, and it's good. The will of God is good. I grew up in a very simple home from the Shiite Muslim. My father, my mother was very traditional. They, they are very strict to their faith, to their religion. In a way, it's not radicals, but just a normal, simple Shiite Muslim people. They pray, they fast, and uh, they do everything like every other people. I start having hunger inside my heart to know about the Creator. And I know in, in Islam, His name is Allah. And I start growing, have the love to the Islam, have the love to Muhammad. I just start follow the same direction as Ezri, every Shiite Muslim believe and follow. I was looking to the Christian people with hatred in my heart toward them because they are idolists and they deserve to die. And that's what I was thinking. And as a growing young man, I start hanging in a mosque around young people and those young people was spreading more and more the radical Islam. Like uh, at the time I'm talking in the mid of 80s, it was a uh, Amal movement, it was a Hezbollah starting up movement, all this kind of, and I used to learn about them inside the mosque. So I did not want to go with them to the radicals way, to the fanatic way, to a terrorist way as you can call it. But I was always, always, I was searching for God. I met a young lady. We get together. While she's going to school, her car broke down. I was standing next to the door. It's on the way to school. This older lady, she was taking some computer classes. She passed by and she saw the lady I'm, the young lady I'm with, and she said, oh, let me help her out. So she, she picked her up, took her to school. In the way to school, they start talking. And she, she know where she lives. She tell her, I will pick you up. You know, you don't have to worry. I will drop you up. It's no, she wasn't trying to get anything of her. She's just trying to help her out. And they start talking. And she tell her, my boyfriend, he's a Muslim. And uh, he wants me to be a Muslim. This, this older lady, she just tell her, you, can, you cannot live with a Muslim guy, and you cannot be a Muslim. Uh, you have to be a Christian, you have to know Christ. The older lady, they kept me in their mind. Because I visited the monster twice. They called me. And they said, we just call them to say hi. And they invite me over. I went to their home. I went before. And I was amazed by their hospitality. Because back in my mind, where I come from, I hate the Christian. And here they are Christian people. I thought they're going to right away attack Muhammad and attack the Quran, attack Islam. They did not. I was so amazed. They start talking to me about the love of Jesus Christ. They never said a word. I can recall for years. 
They never said anything about bad to hurt my feeling. And I tell you what, they start represent Jesus in the loving, loving way. The way the husband treats a wife, the way the wife treats a husband. I just sometimes I tell them, oh, I just stop by to say hi. But actually, I'm like begging them, talk to me about your Jesus a little bit more. But don't defend me. Don't tell me Islam, my Islam is wrong. Just tell me about your Christ, your Jesus. So when those people start telling me about Christ, I start going back to my Islamic books. I start reading my Quran. I start reading books. I start searching more. I know their words is going inside my heart so truly. And my foundation starts shaking. For two and a half years, I'm listening to them. They give me so many, they give me movies. And one of the movies they give me is Jesus of Nazareth. I start watching. I found Jesus, he never killed. He actually died for his sin, for the sinners. I'm watching what Jesus done. It's a piece of my heart telling me, Christ, he is what he, who he's preaching about. He is son of God. He is God in the flesh. He came to die for the people. He is the salvation. He is the Lamb of God. He is the way to God. But I couldn't take that decision. Because I started thinking, if I take that decision, I am going to lose my father and my mother and I love dearly. I'm going to lose my brother and my sisters and I adore dearly. I'm going to lose everything about old Hassan because I know it's either or cannot be together. And I start asking myself, Islam is not going to get me to God. And I start measuring between Islam and what Christ. I, they start telling me, they start telling me the Bible in their words because I don't want to read it. I did not. I can tell you honestly, I did not want to read the Bible because I know the more I read in it, from it, the more I'm going to be convicted to it. And I don't want that. I felt like I'm being drawn to the Bible. My foundation in Islam, even it was a strong foundation, I thought, start shaking, start falling. I stopped believing in Muhammad. I stopped believing the Quran is the word of God. Deep in my heart, I start asking, start talking to God. I said, God, all my life I want to hear about you. I want to know about you. But I never have a connection with you. Is it you who they're talking about? Are you Christ? Are you Jesus? Are you? I remember. I was praying and praying and talking to him. I start talking to him when I'm driving my car. I start talking to him when I'm walking. I start talking to him when I wake up. I start talking when I'm sleeping. Before I, I start talking to him all the time. All of a sudden, I didn't have to stand and pray in the same repeating words, but I'm talking to God and I know he's listening. I know he's there. But I couldn't take the step and accept him 
One time they invite me over to their church. It was my first time ever go to church. And while I'm going there, it was a service, and they were singing to the Lord, and the preacher stood and preached, and they talked to everybody in church to start praying for me, asking the Lord to move into my heart, to take all the doubts, take all the obstacles, take all the thoughts, uh, change my heart, prepare my mind to accept the Christ of who He is. And I pray the same prayer. God, help me. God, help me. God, who you are. What are you trying to tell me? I don't believe Islam anymore. And I cannot accept the Jesus what he's talking about. I am in the middle. I'm in so much darkness. Help me. And I remember I was in the meeting. It was a prayer meeting. I felt the Holy Spirit talking to me. You know how much I love you. You know Jesus died for you. You know how much you are so valuable in God's eyes. He sent His only begotten Son to die for you on the cross. You know you are so special. Open your heart. Receive Jesus. Receive what He done for you on the cross. I tell you what. I lift up my eyes and I saw like, like a movie, pictures going on about my life and all the sins I was doing. And I started crying to him and I said, help me, I'm a sinner. I don't know what's happened, but I start praying and talking to him. I ask him to come into my life. I stood and I prayed. I didn't know anything was going on around me. But I forget I was in a public place with a lot of brothers and sisters around me. All I know, a few minutes after I finish praying and asking them to save me, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you. Jesus, I receive you. Jesus, thank you. Jesus, you are God. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. Everybody was crying and praising God. I, my life started changing from that day. My Bible has become the tool of my life. The Word of God has become my enjoyment. Because I know God talked to me through the Word of God. And then I talked to Him. When I pray, the Bible has become my guidance in my life. And I thank so much Jesus because He changed me on a daily basis. Every time I sit in front of the Bible and open the Bible, I see Him. I see Him. And I start seeing what a sinful man I was. What a great, great Savior He is. My brothers, my sisters, all of you listening right now, I was a Muslim. 
I know you are a Muslim. I know you're still struggling what's life all about. Tell you what, life it's in Christ. Jesus, he is life. His life is the truth. He is only way to God. And God, he loves the world so much, he sent his only begotten son to die on a cross for you as for me. You only can do one thing, just one thing. Recognize what he done on the cross. It was Jesus he crucified on the cross for your sin, for only your sin. Just invite him. Jesus love you. Jesus love you so much. And Jesus, he want you to know him. I know my name is written in the book of life. And I know he's waiting for you. Tell him how much you need him. And I tell you, he said, here I am standing in the door. If you open the door, I will go in and you will be with me forever. Relationship with God uh, as a typical Muslim, um, Allah was God that was distant. He had given me words that I had to follow to the letter, and if I didn't, I would be in trouble with Him. So uh, it wasn't a personal relationship with, uh, with God, with Allah. It was like, uh, like He was distant. He had handed me, sent me uh, directions and commandments uh, in Quran, and I had to do it. And if I didn't, I wasn't a good uh, Muslim and he, he wouldn't approve of me. So uh, no personal relationship, just trying to please him and just trying not to get him mad at me by being a good religious person. I uh, try to fill the voidness in my heart by science. I was studying science, reading books and just trying to fill that empty heart. Some people do it with poetry. It's an emptiness in everybody's heart and people do it in different ways. Even uh, through religion, we, what we are trying to do is to fill our emptiness in our heart with religion. And uh, if you're sincere, religion doesn't do it. You know, religion uh, doesn't change your heart. It just gives you things to do and try to uh, fill your life with, uh, with things, uh, with uh, religious duties but doesn't really change you and fill your heart. So uh, as a sincere Muslim, once you follow Islam, you get to a point and say, what am I doing? And uh, it's not really satisfying my soul, but I have to do it because if I don't, Allah will judge me and uh, I will be in trouble. So it will be a lot out of fear to, to follow religions. But uh, it was a period between 14 and uh, 2022 that I just focused on science. I said, I have a goal, I'm going to get my PhD. I, I felt if I get higher degrees, if I uh, immerse myself in science and knowledge and degrees, maybe the emptiness of my heart will go away. I found a good job while I was a student, a PhD student. I found a good job that was paying me, paying my way. So I had no financial trouble. I was getting the goals of my life, but I felt still my heart is empty. And I said, be, be honest to yourself. I talk, started talking to myself. I said, there's something missing in life that uh, money, job, uh, degrees doesn't really satisfy. Uh, is there really a God? I mean, I even questioned. 
and, and the validity of existence of God. I said, I'm a scientist who has proven to me that there is God, and uh, I knew that religion doesn't do much, but I thought maybe I've missed something in religion. Maybe I should go back and study uh, Islam one more time. Maybe I missed something. Maybe I should go back and study that. Uh, maybe there is God. Maybe religion relates to life. Maybe what is missing in my life is God and religion. So naturally, I thought that Islam is the last religion um, and I should study it. But this time, I said, I'm going to study it with an open heart. I got a Quran and I said, God, you know, I'm sincere. I'm intelligent. I, I felt I was intelligent. And my heart is sincere. And I should be able to find you just by reading Quran. No other book. Other books maybe men have written, but they say this book God has written. So I started reading Quran in a new way, in a very open-minded way, searching sincerely for God. If God, you're in this, I will give all my life to you. I almost finished the Quran, and as I was finishing, I said, well, I got some more knowledge of who God is and what, what Quran says about God, but my heart's still empty. I mean, I, what is this? I, my knowledge, my head knowledge increases, my heart's still empty. And I told myself, well, get used to it almost, you know. Life is empty. Everybody goes through life empty. Religious, non-religious, this is it. I said, I'm done with the research. But something happened in my heart. Uh, every day I would get up, say, I'm done. God does not relate to life. But something in my heart uh, was telling me, you think you're a good researcher? What kind of researcher are you? You just studied one book one religion and you make your final decision. Researchers don't do that. You, you have to study several things, several books, and then you make your final decision. So just out of my own pride saying, uh, well, maybe I should study other books and uh, read the Bible. And so if people ask me, I can proudly say, well, I've studied them all. You know, I know all of them. And uh, God does not relate to our daily life. So I got the Bible and I read some of the Old Testament and then jumped to the New Testament to the book of Matthew and I said, I, I don't think I'm going to find anything new in, in the Bible because Quran is the most complete book. This is just a subset of it. Uh, but as I was reading the uh, book of uh, Matthew, I encountered this man called Jesus who didn't look like any other man. I thought, here is a prophet, Jesus, and he just like Muhammad. I mean, it's just all the same. They all came to tell people to be good and to follow God. But he didn't fit the profile of a prophet I had in mind. He let people worship him, and a prophet will never do that. The prophet say, don't worship me, worship God. But he didn't, never did that. So I was struggling with Jesus. Is he really a prophet? Is he really savior of the world? What about Muhammad? What about Quran? I just struggled for months. What I did after a while, because uh, I couldn't make a decision, I said, I'm going to go just sit in the church uh, and uh, see what they say. After a few weeks sitting in the church just listening, uh, a person, uh, uh, the, the pastor, gave a sermon and said, he who has a question, come forward. If you have a question, just ask me. And of course, I had many questions. And I went... Uh, forward to, to meet the pastor of the church and I started asking questions. I asked him, uh, you know, I've, I've been studying Quran and Islam and I have these questions. He says, what are they? I said, is Muhammad the, the prophet of God? He thought for a few seconds. He said, well, uh, what's your next question? He said, is uh, Quran the word of God? 
He said, well, uh, what's your next question? How about my grandma? She is a very sincere Muslim. Does Christianity teach that she goes to hell? He, he thought, and he says, well, what's your next question? I mean, he asked, he let me uh, ask all my questions. He didn't answer. At the end, he said, you know what? Um, I do not know the answers to your questions. But I know one thing. Faith is very simple. Do you believe that you're a sinner? I said, well, um, if the standard is Sermon on the Mount, that Jesus says, if you, if you look at a woman with the lustful eyes, you have committed adultery in your heart. That, that's the high standard. Uh, I, I remember the Bible says, if you're angry at somebody, you have killed him in your heart. I mean, that's the high standard. I may not have killed anybody. I may not have committed adultery. But in my heart, according to God, I had already committed murder and adultery. So I said, if that's the standard, we are all sinners. He said, do you believe God loves you? I thought for a second, I said, well, if God created me, then there must be some love. Because as a student, if I do a project, kind of get connected with that project. And maybe we are God's projects anyway. So um, it, it's understandable that maybe God loves us, has some affection. Well, do you believe you cannot reach God? I said, of course, I'm, I'm not complete. No, no human being can say, I am like God. I've sinned. I'm, not, I'm an incomplete person. In my mind, in my heart, uh, I've been angry. As the Bible says, I'm a killer. How can I be, um, how can I reach God, a killer? He said, well, do you believe God loved you so much uh, that He came after you? Again, to me, I said, it, it makes sense. You know, if I love somebody and they cannot do something for themselves, and I say, I love you, I step forward and do something for them. And if God says He is love, He loves me, and I cannot do anything for myself to reach to Him, reach out to Him, so it's, it's logical. I was going just with logic. It's logical that He would step forward. Otherwise, He's not love. He just sit back there and me suffer. Uh, so it makes sense that He would uh, do that. Then the pastor said, well, that's what He did. And uh, that, that's enough. You know, these few things you believe, that's enough. The moment he said that's enough, that's when I got saved. The moment he said that's enough, the Holy Spirit fell on me. Suddenly just things became so clear of uh, the meaning of God's love, the practical meaning, what he did for me, how he came after me, how he suffered on the cross, how he took my sins away so I can encounter him. And suddenly God wasn't out there anymore. God was in me. God was so personal, suddenly came. As the Bible says, if you believe in Him, you're, you, will, you shall be born again. I, I was born in spirit. And the Holy Spirit came. Right at that moment, I felt so much peace and joy. I knew that I have found something I have been looking for all my life. My heart was full of God's peace, joy, and love. And I said, this is it. God is in me. That, that's what I have been looking for. I wanted God, and now God is in me. Uh, living in me. This thing has changed my life. Why should I keep it to myself? I have to, even though I was a shy person, I said, I have to share this with my family and friends. And I started sharing it uh, with anybody I knew. Of course, they first rejected me, but gradually, one by one, they came to Christ also. To a good Muslim, I would say, I really respect you. I know you're sincerely looking for God. You want to experience God. But I want to tell you something. I want to tell you that God is searching for you. He loves you. 
And another thing, religion does not satisfy you. And God doesn't want to give you a religion. He didn't come to give you a religion. Religion is a burden in our lives. God came to take away our burdens. He wants a simple relationship uh, with us. But what, what can we do to get to Him? God says, you cannot get to me. You can never be perfect. You're always going to be sinful. So what hope do we have? And God says, I love you so much. I see you struggling. I see you trying to be good. And I love you so much that I came for you. I came to take over your sins. I came to uh, pay the punishment of sins. So what do I need to do? God wants you to just trust in Him and accept His love, His tangible love. You know what tangible love is? God's tangible love is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God's love in human flesh, just reaching out to us, dying on the cross, and raising up to be our Savior. When you receive Jesus, you receive God's love and salvation, and your life will be changed. Put away your prejudice. I know they have told us that Jesus is just a prophet. Jesus is just a prophet. When you study the Bible, um, all the 66 of books of the Bible and the 40 prophets, when you read that, when you study that, you realize Jesus is not a prophet. He is God in flesh. He is the Savior of the world. And when you experience Him, when you invite Him, when you pray, say, Jesus, come into my life and my heart. Instantly. This is not when you go to heaven. Instantly your life will be changed. The Spirit of God will come into your heart and you will be full of love, joy, and peace of God. I was raised in a Muslim family. My mother is very religious and she grew us six children in the ways of Islam. We went in a Quran school. I really loved that. I loved Allah, because that was my God. I love Allah, and uh, I was guilty when I, I tried to do good, and I couldn't. I do so many mistakes, so many mistakes, and always I was guilty. And when I was praying, I memorized many, many verses of the Quran and used it in my prayer. But that was my duty. But when I finished praying, I began to talk. With Allah. I begin to talk to, to thank him uh, for my life, uh, but uh, to tell him my problems, and that was the best moment for me. I had this question in my heart, why uh, uh, be different, uh, uh, why Muslim, why Christian, why others? And there was the same guy. And one day I was uh, going home from, from my job, so I went to a church. I heard them singing. And I went inside, and uh, I loved their singing. And they was, I didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit, but they were singing about the Holy Spirit and the fire of God. And I loved that songs. But uh, they try to convert me. I say no. I need only to be with believers, and I knew uh, I, I continue with them for uh, many months, uh, singing. I knew many songs about the Holy Spirit, but I continue my prayer, Muslim prayer. But it was 
like uh, a duty and I was afraid of hell and it was a lot a lot of fear in my heart not only about hell I had a many kind of fear even when uh, it was torn I was very fear of tomorrow of death uh, but I, I continue to do my duty to pray until one day in my workplace I uh, met a woman, a Christian woman. I observed that woman, I knew in my heart she had something that I don't have. She was such a loving woman, always with love, always with attention and that uh, attract me. She, she asked me if uh, uh, I know Jesus. I say, yeah, I don't know, but I know he's a prophet. I'm Muslim, and for us he's a prophet. She said he is more than a prophet. He's more than that. He's the son of God. I say, no, I can't accept that. She didn't say anything else. But few days after, she came with a tape. She said, do you want to listen to this? I say, of course. I took the tape. I went home. And I began to listen to the tape. It was a testimony of uh, uh, a man who was Muslim and how he was seeking how to be saved. And uh, he found Jesus in the Quran. He begin with uh, the scripture, how a Muslim have to go in the scripture, Bible, angel. I say, no, this is not in the Quran. Because I had a Quran. I stopped the tape. I went to take my Quran. And uh, because he gave the surat, I find it. I was so moved. I said, no. I was so moved. I continued to listen. And he said another surat about uh, the angel was given to Jesus because it's the uh, direction, the light for every believer. I said, no, that is not in the Quran. I stop again, I turn off again, and I seek, I found it again. I was moved and moved, I said no, I couldn't believe, I even want to don't continue to listen, but something in me have to, you know, I, curiosity, maybe, and I continue to listen, and uh, he spoke how Jesus, uh, how the Quran said about Jesus, he's a confident of God, he's a word of God, he is friend of God and uh, many name about Jesus. He quoted uh, many other verses. I was more and more moved, more and more. But I continue to listen. And one verse, one verse really opened my eyes. The, the Surat begin 
God said to Jesus, I will lift you up until the day of your resurrection. And in that day, I will lift up those who follow you above those who don't believe in you. When I heard that, I said, who is Jesus? I want to know him. Even the Quran said that, I want to know him. I want to know Jesus. And I decided in that moment, I didn't know almost everything, anything about him, but I decided to seek and to follow him. And uh, I met this uh, Christian woman right after that. I said, I want to go in your church. I want to know Jesus. I want to read the Bible. And she said, okay, I begin with the Gospel of John. And I begin to read that Gospel. Never read in my life before, never. Everything I read, I believe it. It's like that I seek for all my life. And when I read that Jesus died for my sins, I say, no, it's not possible. The God who came and to die for me, I was such a sinner. I say, I will give you my life and I want to follow you. And I was sick for 15 years. I had rheumatism. And before I get baptized, I went to the church after the after my job. I had such a pain, but I couldn't go home. I have to go to the, to the church. I went to the church. And I believe in Jesus. I heard testimonies uh, because it was a few weeks uh, after I listened to the cassette. But I, didn't, I couldn't believe that he can, he can heal. I believe everything is in the Bible, but uh, he did it before. But uh, I couldn't believe that he is healing now. The sermon was about faith. It was like uh, for the first time I re re realized that uh, I really don't, I believe God, I believe in Jesus, but uh, with some kind of limitations. And that day I said, forgive me. You know everything. I think this sermon is for me because you see my doubt. Forgive me. But you know this uh, pain. The doctor said I will become lame because it's a very tough uh, disease. But you can heal me. Today I believe that you can heal me if you want. And I went home. I had such a pain. But when I went home, it's like if I take my medicine, I will, I will offend God. I say, God, I'm not taking any medicine today. I believe you. If you want, you can heal me. If tomorrow you don't heal me, I will know you don't want to heal me. But I put all my faith in you. And I went to bed. When I wake up in the morning, I was healed, completely healed. Because for 15 years, I know the pain. And I begin to jump, to dance, and to call my daughter. Say, but God heals me. He healed me. And few days after that, I 
get baptized. I was so afraid for death, for uh, many things. And all, he took it all, he removed it all. And when I read that uh, he said he's a resurre resurrection uh, and life, those who follow him, even they die, they will live again. And I believe it, and I say, I'm not afraid anymore about that, because I will be with Jesus, I will be with God. In my heart, I knew one thing. I want to walk with Jesus until the end. Because he gave his life for me in the cross, he come from heaven so that I will see God so that I will, I will be forgiven, I will live with Him forever. I say, I give you everything, everything. I was in darkness and you came through this woman. And uh, I ask always God to, to reveal Himself by His word, by Christian, or by dream, as He wants. Because I know that many uh, love uh, the God that they don't know. I know that there was a God in the heaven, a God who created everything. I call him Allah, but I realize today he is the Father of Jesus Christ. He is not Allah. I pray that the Lord will give them a thirst for the truth. Because if they receive that thirst, they will seek him and God said if you seek me with all your heart I will show myself to you that's a promise of God and the promise of God is true God is not a liar Jesus said I'm the way I'm the truth of the life it's the truth if they seek the truth they will find him they find Jesus he's not hidden he's a name only they have to, to seek, to seek him, to ask him if what they are seeking is true or not. And if they seek him, he will reveal himself. I have that confidence in my heart.